When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In addition to our usual obscenity warning, we would like to note that this episode contains mention of violence, murder, infanticide, and suicide. Please listen at your discretion. to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 13 of Magic Step. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's catch some rats. Chapter 13. Somebody remind me how it begins. He's coming out of the tent. Sandry's exhausted. Mm-hmm. And after... she's glad that her uncle has left. Yeah, it... Okay, y'all are skipping a part. I'm looking at it. Chapter 13 starts 13... with Nina and Nurhar. Yeah, it starts oh. with them. Oh. <laughs> they can't go to a healer because they were dumb and killed one earlier. They can't go to a healer at the Battle Island because kind of overworked their mage and their mage is like, I don't have the energy to take a fat bar. It's not my fault that you were stupid and got yourself wounded. Pretty much. The mage also gets a hold of Knurhar's dragon salt pouch. And keeps dragging himself. Get himself nice little doses. At least he was smart enough to ration it out instead of just like taking it all at once. Like, I got it. It all. Maybe he should have taken it all at once. He should have. Could have killed himself and been done with the pain. Yeah. But mostly it's just that they're trying to figure out what their game plan is because... They've been severely sidetracked. Yeah, and, 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 there's, a, and there's, a, there's a fence in their way. There is a fence. to get in the Citadel and how are we going to... It's the ultimate defense. A fence. <laughs> They both decide to also partake in the dragon salt as well. And while they have the high, they're like, let's go kill some people. Yeah, which yep. they, they haven't even been in the mood to kill anyone, which is saying something. You can yeah. see the effect of the unmagic on them. So they go to the Citadel. This is where the plan takes effect. So in the meantime, back at the farm, Sandry has woven this net and she's exhausted. And they take her to the house of, oh, what's his name? Ursan Rokot. <laughs> he conveniently has like a super secret side entrance that they use. <laughs> and Crane 
carries her in, which is so sweet. <laughs> Good to see him again. Like, mm-hmm. And she awakes to Pasco's voice, of course. Of course. Complaining that she's going to sleep forever. He's super excited to catch some rats. I feel like this is another really briar thing to do. <laughs> like, is she going to sleep forever? I'm excited to do the thing. Sandry is, of course, worried that Pasco might make a misstep because he won't be able to see the net. And Lark reveals that they have retiled the kitchen floor with red and white tiles that fit the net perfectly. There is a conversation about making sure that Dershan is a volunteer. And that's all like, yes, the, the Duke refused to uh, just use bait that wasn't a volunteer. This is and, very noble of him. Yeah. He easily just forced somebody to do it. And all of these, like, delicate Skyfire, and I, I want to say, like, Moonstream is there. Basically, everybody yeah. we know from Winding Circle. Everybody, which was so awesome to see everybody again. I'm like, oh, that person, and that person, and that person, that person. Ah, they're all there. Along with various harrier mages. And so they've got a pretty decent crew here that are all there to try and make sure that everybody stays safe and these people actually get caught. It was like literally most of the council, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They lay down the net and there's a there's a whole like process by which they lay this net over the tiles. Posco dances it. And when Sandry watches him, she's like, oh, shit. Yasmin's right. I really didn't have to worry. The Harriers give him a pouch of dragon salt to drop in the center of the net, which Pasco finds very upsetting because he's like, the hell? This is nasty ass stuff. Why are you giving me dragon salt to put in this net? And they're like, well, we need to alter bait the mage. So drugs. We're not supposed to have this. Yeah. I know that. But no, we're not. Pasco (laughs) is personally offended by the mess milk. I mean, dragon salt. And then, of course, Lark tells Pasco, you and the musicians are going to go home now. But Pasco's like, no, I'm part of this rat catching business. I want to see them get caught. So he remembers a dance move that Yasmin taught him and uses it to essentially make himself invisible. Alzena and Nurhar and the mage are all at the Duke Citadel as this magic is taking effect. While they're there, they witness Dershan Brokat throwing a big fit about, you don't know what you're doing and I want to go home, blah, blah, blah. And so they send him home with a shipload of guards. Alzena and Nurhar are like, ha ha ha, easy prey. And they follow him back. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and disliked about the chapter. What do you guys like and dislike about this chapter? I'm going to say it before anybody else does. She was about to tell him he was strong for someone so bony. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that a lot. I do too. Like a lot, a lot. (laughs) It's so cute. Oh my goodness. She's like in this half asleep state. Oh, it's so cute. I like. I, I'm glad that Crane makes this kind of reappearance. Me too. Because yeah, it would be one thing if it was like Frost Pine. That's something you're expecting. But Crane, out of everybody, he's like this. 
noble guy that is not going to dirty himself with commoner work and he's carrying the child. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Maybe Crane has grown quite a bit in the last few years as well. It sounds yeah. like. I really like the interaction between Lark and Posca where he's calling Yasmin the little monster and then Lark is like, that little monster is my friend. <laughs> and, yeah. And then Sandry's like, are you sure you can do this? And he's like, Yasmin said, I have perfect body memory. I was thinking it right as I was reading it. I was like, you know, for somebody who calls Yasmin a little monster, he doesn't really seem to, like, he has a lot more respect for her than that. And then, like, I thought it, and then, like, the very next sentence was Sandry basically thinking the exact same thing. And I was like, yes, we understand one another. Before it said that it was Posco that said, you left me with a little monster. At first, I thought it was going to be Lark saying, finally, you're awake. You left me with a little monster talking about Posco. And then it said <laughs> it was Posco that said, I was like, oh, okay. Because I was um, first, I was like, Lark, really? You're calling a child a little monster? That sounds like something that Rose Thorn would say, but Lark, no. And Posco that said, I was like, oh, okay. All right. It possibly must have been really annoying. <laughs> He's driving me fucking crazy. Get him out of here. The fact that Sandra uses her mom voice, for lack of a better way to put it, like it, it amuses me because she's just like, I've never heard myself use this tone. I understand that perfectly. Having a kid of my own, the first time I had to get onto her, I was like, whoa, where'd that come from? I wrote, Sandry had never heard herself use that tone before. Hashtag teacher life. <laughs> yeah, a, a mix of Duke Meters and Triss. Back and forth of just Posco being offended that he's been handed dragon salt. This is illegal. Yes, we know. You're going to do that. This is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. I think the very specific things that get said, though, are kind of horrifying because Posco's like, this can get you 10 years in the quarries. And then yeah. the, the Harrier's like, ah, what are you talking about? Nobody survives 10 years in the quarries. Wasn't it Skyfire that told him that? I think yeah. so, yeah. The selling it gets your guts ripped out on Penitence Hill. It's like, good lord. These it's are bad. the things that obviously his family is telling him as Harriers. They're making it sound super bad, like, we want you to know Dragon Salt is bad. These are the bad things that will happen to you. And they're pounding it into his head, making it way more extreme than what it actually is. Dragon Salt, bad. And come into contact with it like, oh shit. I kind of love that though. See, yeah. because I it's interpreted like, it as like, you really can get 10 years in the quarries and you just know you're going to die. Yeah. That's what happened to Briar. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. For much less. I legit thought it was like some good world building because Posca would know all of this, like because his yeah. family are Harriers and they'd probably let him know. And yeah, it sounds like the court system here is a lot more about like really bad punishment. <laughs> There's not a lot of jail, I think. It's more like, oh, you've done a bad, go uh, go to the go quarries work. forever. Though that doesn't necessarily sound worse than our system. No. Costco getting praised and then well, being he's told, invisible? 
while he's visible, he's getting praise and then being told to vamoose because both Skyfire and Moonstream are like, you did a great job. Now get the fuck out of here, kid. I did like that they kept the defenses in the castle simple again because they had the fence the first time. I don't know if it was Nurhar or or Alzina who went through like one of the hallways and it was literally full of guards, like actually physically full of guards and all their stuff. And it's like, how else do you keep an invisible person from walking through a place? Literally, put a shit ton of people in here. Bunch of people and all their shit, so there's no way they're sneaking through. They're keep basically, it simple. It's basically like a whole battalion of guards camping out in the yeah. It's great. I didn't like Nurhar and Alzana's relationship. It seems pretty abusive. Like, it's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty fucked. Nurhard would yell at her over, like, making small mistakes in the past. And there's some weird power dynamic of them, like, rescuing her and then her being in- indebted to the family. It, and they gave her a husband, though. I feel it's like weird. it's almost the other way around. Like, he was given her. I know that she said that she they, was like, given a husband, but yeah, it's it almost feels like here, here's a wife. We rescued this person. Now, here you go. It's similar to the way they interact with the mage. They got the mage away from the pirates, and so now they're like, okay, you're indebted to us, and so you should do whatever we tell you to. They're using them, basically. Yeah. All the people they rescue, they have to be their slaves basically now. And see, I never totally picked up on that with Alzana, but I think that's really interesting. I already talked about Sandry using her mom voice. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was really sweet when Lark said um, that she would have given anything to spare her, you know, having to make the net. It's like, oh, my heart. Do anything for her baby. Mm-hmm. I liked the wood pegs that they used for the net. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. It was very like specific and interesting. Like I was wondering if those four pegs mean something in like protection spells or anything like that. Because it it made it very specific. Like these are the four that they used. Yeah. So what I was gonna point out was that each peg is made out of a different wood and they're specifically placed in the four called cardinal mm-hmm. and each one is placed by a dedicated one of the different temples basically mm-hmm. so there's the four cardinal directions connected to the four elements connected to these different woods and i like like ritualistic North was Ebony, which was Lark. East was Elderwood, put in by Crane. Dead Kit Skyfire did Oak Peg in the East. And Healer Comfrey did the West with the Hawthorn Peg. I, I did like just a little bit of Googling on the four types of wood. You know, Elderwood, Hawthorn, Ebony, and Oak. And I didn't find anything aside from like Harry Potter wand mm. material, which doesn't really have anything to do with this no (laughs) so maybe somebody with more experience in like magic or you know that sort of you know witchcraft sorcery stuff might give us some info pasco's reluctance to leave after being told to leave reminds me of a certain group of young mages and how they occasionally (laughs) get into stuff and don't leave even after they're told not to like hold open doors with wind magic to so they could eavesdrop, even though when they, they could just hold them. Yeah, yeah, when they could yeah. just go like they were told, but no. 
or you know <laughs> leave when when the pirates attack just be escorted off to safety yeah you know there's uh, uh it reminds me of someone i can't put my finger on it but it seems <laughs> We already talked about this one, but Pasco's uh, severe aversion to dragon salt. He hates it. He knows it. It's funny because he knows it by smell, too, which is like a very interesting way of, you know, identifying something. The people in his family had to have exposed him to it at some point. Like, see this shit, smell it, taste it, not taste it, touch it, (laughs) know everything about it. (laughs) This shit, bad. See it? Don't mess with it. At the beginning, I had like a Adam and Eve feel whenever um, Alzina takes the dragon salt and then she uh, mixes it in the cup to bring it to Nahar. And then he's like, I don't want to do it. But then just to get her to shut up, he does it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the apple, like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, well, you'll like it. Go ahead. Yeah, try, try it. it. Try it. And then you he like does it. just to get her to shut up. So it's like. Okay, yeah. Then she probably got that from there. We already talked about Crane. How it was cute that he was there. The part that really resonated with me was when Sco was complaining about why do people always say too much work is good? I never thought so. And Lark is like, but you are lazy to the bone, my lad. I'm like, me too, Posco. I am so fucking lazy. I don't ever want to do anything. And I have to like tell myself, being lazy. Get up off your ass and go do something. I felt that. I'm like, I understand completely, Pasco. I really appreciate Sandry and Duke Fedris made sure that the person who was being used as bait was a volunteer. It didn't have to be. And so I really appreciate that they did that. I would be terrified to be the bait after seeing all these other people get killed. They were surrounded by guards, too. I was like, ah. No, these guys were supposed to be protected as well, and they were not protected. I know you say that you're going to have this net, and I'll be fine, but eh, nope. I'm going to be honest, though. I also appreciate the fact that the guy was like, I'm old. I have lived a life. I am old. So if if, if I can save the next generation, let me do it. Yeah, that is a noble way to go out. Like a better person than I. I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Of course, I won't ever know because I will never be put in that kind of position. God, I hope so. It's a brave, brave thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is really cool because at the beginning of this book, they were talking about how robots are all bad people. And then you see this one Rokot actually being brave and doing really good thing for his family. So I think that that was really nice. That's that's a nice turnaround from it starting off pretty racist feeling. (laughs) So this chapter, in case we hadn't already figured out, really shows us just how horrific the unmagic is with Sandry, the way she's reacting because she's exhausted and she climbs into the back of the wagon and even though the net is in this box made out of all these protective woods, she can't sleep until she knows that she is like as far away from it as she possibly can be. And it kind of reminded me of like Briar sleeping in the back of the wagon and also, Briar dealing with having nightmares. Sandry needs her brother right now. This chapter also shows us just how horrific the dragon salt is because Alzina and Nurhar 
actually dose themselves twice in this chapter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this shit is really addictive, which probably explains why you can get 10 years in the quarries for selling it. She, she even says that, like, after the first dose, like, maybe I'll never stop not drinking this ever. Yeah. So she's she, she's in it. Even after seeing how bad it has messed the mage up, you're like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. I will say this, though. I do think the other part of why she thought that was because the way she looked at her life after was basically, I'm not going to have one, so might as well. Because mm -hmm. I don't entirely think that she thought she would, she would live much longer after this was over. Because I think that's almost effectively stated earlier in the book where she's basically like, eh, after this, I'll probably be dead. So that's fine. And then I really liked the very end when Paco turns himself invisible. I mean, he's a fucking idiot, but I like the way it's described because you get to feel from Paco's point of view what magic working feels like. I don't know if it's just that we haven't seen magic or like feel magic the way that it feels for Pasco and it's like very individualized or if it's that we haven't had much yet about what magic feels like from the person while they're doing it but like it just felt like kind of a new piece of world building to me it was really interesting I think I did forget one with the whole moonstream probably seeing shit but something is amiss Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Part two. She's reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. So what theme or message did y'all find? Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Don't do meth milk. <laughs> yes. Meth milk is very bad. Yeah. You're going to jail. For 10 years, but you're not going to make it to 10 years. I also noticed that with Alzina, she was like, oh, it's making me think more clearly. It's making me do better things. And I'm like, no, not really. It's not making you think clearly at all. It makes you think you're thinking clearly. Yeah, there's a lot of bad decisions because of the drugs. And like, mm, nope, don't do drugs, kids. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Dare. Drugs are really evil. Mine was teamwork, which goes back to what we talked about with the way they lay the net. Because each peg is put down by a different person who's from a different temple. And then there's just this whole group of people who are actually at the house, who are trying to make sure that everybody stays safe. And then in addition, there is Dershan, who's agreed to be a part of this. There's a whole group of guards who are at the Duke Citadel. And then there's a whole nother group of guards who are escorting him back to his house very publicly to make sure that the murderers know where he's going to be. And just there's a lot of people and a lot of coordination that goes into this. With that many people, it could have easily gone bad. Like like your 12-year-old dance mage deciding, you know what? I'm going to turn myself invisible so I can watch. Or any of the guards could have, while watching Rokot make a scene, like, I'm going home. Uh, any one of them could have been like, ah, whatever, this is just the show. And then Alzina could have seen that, like... It's a trap, guys. It, it could have easily gone bad. Related to that, and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, I wonder if they weren't dose on the Dragon Salt, would they have gone, this is too easy? Yeah, I, I feel like they probably would have. Because there's a moment where they're like, well, do we take the easy prey or do we still go for the keep? Because the plan was to go for the keep. Do we still go for the keep or do we but take the they, they, prey? They're thinking clearly because the Dunahars have always told them too, though, that you always go for the easy kill first. So they're like, yeah. oh, well, they told us this. We're thinking smart here. Seeing your work through, we see it with Sandry actually like getting to see everything danced and done. We see it with the game plan of let's go kill some more Rokats is kind of seeing it through because they finally go, okay, yeah, it's time. Let's go. But even Pasco's like, let's see it through. Let's see it through. Let's go. That's a good one. Stupid child. I find it funny. He's like, they're treating me like a child. Like, you're 12. You're 12. You're, you are a child. You are 12. It's of not fair. He gets to see that she's still a child. I'm like, eh, not. 
That's something yeah, a child she would looks say. Like a child, but she's not a child. Yeah. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic did you craft out of this chapter? I guess I kind of already said mine earlier when I was going through like about being lazy. And (laughs) Tosco, Lark says that he's lazy, but he's been working really hard with Yasmin. And so I need to do the same, like stop being so goddamn lazy and get some shit done. So I guess I already used mine. I don't know if mine's really like magic or it's more of a second theme. Uh, But the thing that really beyond everything stands out to me in this chapter is something we might have mentioned a little bit here. In Pierce's work, she doesn't really deal with like desserts. People don't really get the ends that they deserve. She deals a lot more in consequences and everything here has consequences. Nurhar and Alzana, they they can't go get a healer because that's the consequences of them previously having killed one. And they can't go to the Battle Islands to find a healer because that's the consequences of like overusing their mage. The mage getting into the dragon salt himself is even kind of a consequence of them getting him addicted to dragon salt. We've seen this theme referenced earlier because there's a bit where Pasco says his his mom says something to him like you never think through the consequences so I guess just doing doing as Pasco's mom would have me do and not remembering that actions have consequences the one that I found was uh, to do the best for the future. I was really inspired by uh, Dershan volunteering to be bait to get these killers in. He's an older guy, lived most of his life, and he understands that he's doing this super dangerous thing. But if it could potentially save the lives of the rest of his family, he's willing to do it. Now, that self-sacrifice is, uh, I think, something to aspire to. It's not every day, you know, something like that happens or anything. But um, I don't know if the time comes and mine kind of ties in with good wins. Know when to sacrifice and when not to because it's all good and well to be self-sacrificing, putting everybody's needs before your own, but at a certain point, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So know kind of when to go, okay, I don't need this, somebody else needs this, but also be able to go, no, Listen, I do need this. You can eat my entire dick. <laughs> so, and I I have problems regulating that. It's either one or the other all the time. There is no middle ground for me. I think we kind of see that with Sandry in this book because she says, yeah, I'm going to make this net. And she does it even though it terrifies her because she knows that it's the only way except that it's not the only way as has been discussed or like this net with Pasco is not the only way as has been discussed and part of the reason that that she fights to do it this way is because making the the net in the citadel is like much more of a horrific it's going to have a more horrific outcome and she doesn't want to saddle herself with that At the end of our episodes, we like to have an excerpt from the upcoming chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 14 of Magic Steps. 
Alvena, Nurhar, and the mage caught up with Dershan Rokat just past the arsenal gate and a snarl of people and horses caused by an overturned wagon on Spicer Street. Once, they would have been amused by the guards' frustration over the delay and their fear that the DNRs might try to kill the old man there. Alvena thought they could have spared themselves that worry. Seeing all those people in the halls through the inner keep had made her jumpy. There were too many chances here to collide with someone and be caught. Instead, they watched the old man and his protectors dully, waiting until the tangle cleared. When it did, they kept well back from Rokat, but followed him all the way home. They went a scant block away when he entered the gate when he entered the gateyard of his house, leaving the Duke's guards to position themselves on the street side of his property wall. None of them looked happy. They heard one woman tell her lieutenant, may as well draw a target on his head, the old fool. Half of the hired bodyguards went into the house ahead of Rokat to make sure no one lay in wait. When they signaled, Dershan trotted inside. The rest of his bodyguards sat around the gateyard. From the looks on their faces, they were not happy with the situation. They grumbled to one another, sharpened weapons, and kept an eye on the gate. Alvena disliked the thought of passing among them on her way to the front door as much as she had disliked making an attempt on Spicer Street. She and Nurhar conferred in the softest of whispers, still a block away from their target house. She knew that the chances were the back door and roof were watched, since the guards would know how Alvena had entered Fariji Ropata. It was Nurhar who remembered they still carried the hooks and ropes meant for use at Duke Citadel. Within minutes, they had stolen into a garden belonging to Dershan Rokat's neighbor and climbed over the high wall into the old man's garden. Alvena and Nurhar were giddy. After days of frustration and dead ends, they were close to a kill. Even the mage seemed to catch the fever. He softly urged them to hurry inside. Pantry and kitchen alike were empty. They hesitated, wondering where the old man might have gone. Then Alvena distinctly heard his voice in the next room. She started for it, but stopped when she felt Nurhar's hand on her arm. She couldn't have seen it if he had pointed. So he turned her chin until she saw the corner beside the hearth. A slice of cake hung in midair. Crumbs dripped from it as an invisible mouth took a bite. <laughs> Uh, don't eat cake when you're invisible. Damn it. Make the cake Stupid invisible, child. too. Like, duh. Let's go, duh. you dumbass. <laughs> Fool, you absolute cretin. Join us next week for the thrilling conclusion of Costco the Dumbass. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's bad. <laughs> Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram.
Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I promise I will keep my tangents to a minimum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.